What's up, everybody? I'm Rob. And I'm Tisha. And this is Unfiltered Matrimony. A show that features honest, intelligently witty dinner table style conversations about marriage, family, relationships, and life. Join us as we discuss everything we've learned in our 18 years of marriage. And the last 16 of them have actually been great. I'm sure we'll talk about the first two on a future episode. We'll chop it up on topics like marriage before versus after children. Because there is a difference. Year one versus year five. There is a difference. Year five versus year 15. There is a difference. Fighting with your partner versus fighting with your partner. There is definitely a difference. And knowing someone versus understanding someone. There is a huge difference. We'll also talk about raising set-apart children, marriage and mental health, raising a child with disabilities, raising teenagers, and almost everything under the sun. And don't worry, single folks, we got you. We'll cover being content in singleness, self-improvement, finding purpose and meaning in different areas of your life, picking the right partner, and other encouraging and enlightening conversations. We'll also have special guests from time to time. Some people you may know, others others you you may may not know. know. What else? Um, Plenty of things, a great deal more. Anyway, come hang with us while you're driving to work or out of town, doing the dishes, when you're just chilling, when you're bored. Or if you just want some stimulating conversation wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for Unfiltered Matrimony. Today's episode is brought to you by Divine Blogger LLC. They are a writing, editing, and social media management service. They actually edited Curtisha's book that's coming out soon, actually months, months away, and my first fantasy novel, which will be out um, late late this year or early next year. Divine Blogger LLC offers blog content management, book and paper editing, and many other writing services. Check this wonderful business out at divinebloggerllc.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E bloggerllc.com. Welcome everyone, I'm Rob. And I am Tisha. And this is Unfiltered Matrimony. I thought we were supposed to say it together. Oh, my bad. (laughs) <laughs> whatever uh this is episode one <clears throat> and um just to jump right in as far as why we did this podcast we've been married for 18 years now 18 years um last what like a wait no what is it may it's may so we got um, our anniversaries in right. march yeah so 18 years a couple months ago over the years we we've, we've given advice to young couples who were married and uh, who weren't married, couples older than us who've been married longer than we have. And we just finally thought that, hey, you know, let's let's do a podcast because that's a way that we can kind of give our experience and knowledge and wisdom that we've gained throughout the years in a way that is accessible to everyone. So... Instead of, you know, getting booked at some marriage conference or, you know, wife or husband retreat or something like that, or a men's or women's retreat, a podcast is just uh, more convenient for us and for people who would like this information. So, And also to add, we, we just didn't give advice just to couples, but also to a lot of singles. Yeah, yeah. So this podcast definitely is more than just about marriage. It's just overall 
helping you with your life, even if you're single or married or parent, not parent? And we've probably, I, well, me personally, I've probably given more relationship advice to people who were single. And I'm talking about people who just broke up or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. Something went wrong. They went wrong. Whatever. But <laughs> in a way. Um, so this is this is the first episode and our mic situation isn't ideal. I did go to school for music production technology, but um, it's the system I'm using right now, the setup I'm using right now is um, it's not doing well. So <laughs> so either I'll get a get new microphones or a new interface or both for future episodes. So just bear with us as far as the audio quality. I know it's pretty decent, but it, it, it'll definitely improve in the episodes to come. So, okay, so now we, this the style of this podcast is not something formal. It's very informal. We just want it to be like if you came over our house and we just ate, you know, some dinner and, um, you know, we clean in the plate with the desserts <laughs> and, you know, we just all sit around the table and stimulating the conversation just break out and we just start talking about whatever we're going to be talking about, talking about on any particular episode. So if you look for something that is extremely polished and regal, you, uh, you came to the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and this is unfiltered, so we're not going to try to put on some kind of act. This is us raw. So people who know us well, they, you know, well, they know us. And if you don't know us well, you will. So, <laughs> got something. No, I totally agree. Like, I mean, we are who we are and what you see is what you are. What you hear is what you're going to get. Okay. So first episode is honeymoon versus marriage. This is talking about honeymoon, the honeymoon stage. And that is the initial part of the relationship in a dating sense, as well as the initial part of the relationship in a marriage sense, as far as getting married, uh, you know, the first, you know, year or months, sometimes, you know, it's weeks for some people. <laughs> some people, it's days. They hunt on stage. <laughs> They get tied to each other real <laughs> fast. Um, but that's that's what we're gonna be dressing. It, it they're two different, almost two different relationships. They, it, I mean not completely different, but stages maybe. The stages, yeah. yeah. They're completely different stages. And you you have to get out of the honeymoon stage and if you want a successful relationship, it is inevitable. It cannot be sustained throughout an entire relationship like years it just it's impossible it will drain you it's um, unrealistic yeah it's, it's definitely unrealistic it's it's more idealistic than realistic so um okay so we when we first got married well when we even first got together um oh lord <laughs> well, well what you, i don't know what you're gonna say oh no nah. it just well you you know what i'm saying we heard people tell us, and I don't know if you can remember this probably, but we heard people tell us, oh, you know, y'all y'all got such a good relationship, but y'all just young. Y'all just got together, right? Like, right, right. When you get married, wait, wait until you're married for, 
you know, 10 years, five years. Wait until you're together for three, four, five years. And then pretty much, pretty much your, your relationship is not going to be as good as it is now. It's going to be, it's going to suck like mine's. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm going to sit here in my, you know, uh, my poor relationship or my unhealthy relationship. And I'm just going to wait for you to join my club and so we can be miserable together, <laughs> right? Like, no no faith in in what we had. People were just like, ah, yeah, y'all good now, but just keep on living, youngster. Young blood, you know. Uh, I don't, right? Pretty much the same thing. Not, not a lot of positivity, yeah. Um, yeah, so... <clears throat> I, now, this is a little side note as far as honeymoon uh, versus marriage. This is not necessarily talking about this... Uh, this subject, but honeymoon versus wedding. This is just my two cents. I'm gonna throw this out here, then we can move on or whatever. But we didn't have a, a wedding, right? We didn't have, right, a, wedding. Didn't have we, a wedding. We set our vows in a '96 Saturn riding down uh, C Street in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, on the way to see Big Mama's house too, I think, or something like that. I don't know. So maybe we'll tell you our marriage story later, later on. But um. If if I can go back, well, not no, not if I can go back, but if I had a choice to spend ten thousand dollars on a wedding, like if I had a budget of ten thousand dollars for the wedding and the honeymoon, I would say let's use the bulk of that towards the honeymoon as opposed to the wedding. I agree. Yeah, because the wedding the wedding is for other people mainly, right? The honeymoon is for for you though, you know, for you, for the couple. I mean, the wedding is too, but. Um, yeah, I would love, don't get me wrong, I, I would love the memories of pictures being in a nice dress, us, you know, looking decked out. That would have been awesome, but I still wouldn't have not spent all my money on the wedding alone. Yeah, I'd rather go to Fiji for two weeks or something than, you know, than, than be broke because we didn't spend money we didn't have on a, a large wedding. And it's just, I mean, as long as you're there with your people. And you're having a good time dancing and all that. That's cool. But really, most married couples trying to get out of there and go to the honeymoon anyway out the little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's <yeah>. 100. <laughs> but anyway, that's just, you know, that's just a side note. Anyway, we, we can jump right into it. So you, so I feel like, so we talk about honeymoon versus marriage. I feel like a lot of people have an unrealistic view when it comes to marriage. Specifically, if we're going to be honest, women. I think a lot of times we have this mindset of that fairy tale wedding and how life is going to be. I'm going to get married. You're going to have this beautiful wedding and you're going to go get this great honeymoon. And I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be laid up with Bay, And, you know, we're going to have our, our nice house and our good jobs. And life is just going to be perfect and be grand. And so I think a lot of times when people have that mindset. They only focus on the 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 temporary now yeah. the now yeah. and they're just looking at focus on just the actual initial stages of having a wedding and then maybe like a honeymoon a little bit after marriage they're not really actually preparing for what actual marriage is because honeymoon is temporary like for example it's not reality you know nah. <laughs> like it's not really what the marriage is going to be long term like for example if you have been on a cruise oh my god it's like you are on, I don't know, you're in heaven somewhere. The, the biggest two words you have to worry about concerns are what I'm going to wear today. Hold on, three. What I'm going to wear today, where, what I'm going to eat, and where I'm going to go. That's the three biggest concerns when you're on a cruise. 
And so you, the cares of this world, you don't have to worry about nothing at a time. You're just on your vacation. And the same can be like the stages of the honeymoon. When people are on the actual honeymoon or the beginning of a marriage or when you're first together, it's not necessarily reality of what life is going to be. Yeah. So anyways, I think people get so caught into that initial stage and fantasy and fairy tale of the marriage. They don't really focus on the actual marriage. So during that dating process, during that process before they get married, they ignore a lot of crucial and important signs and signals and different things they should be working on because they're so nearsighted and they're not farsighted. Yeah. You got something to add to that? Yeah, that, that's kind of um, like when you're, that, that's the infatuation stage, infatuation stages. And this is really like when you first meet somebody, what's going on is your, uh, your hypothalamus gland is producing uh, oxytocin, oxytocin, right? And um, no, oxy, oxidin. Oxycoding, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, but uh, yeah, your, your hypothalamus gland is producing this hormone, and I think it's your pituitary gland that sends it out. But anyway, long story short, is this this hormone makes you see more good than actually is there. So you kind of ignore flaws and vices that the other person have because. The only the main thing that is highlighted in the other person is you know all the good that's that's about them. So you you have on like um, shades, you know, or glasses, sunglasses. You're seeing them through a certain lens, and it's not even to complete them because you, you're so like uh, in a sense doped up on this this uh, <laughs> this hormone, um, and you can't even see a lot of their flaws or you see them and you just kind of overlook them, you know? So yeah, that's, yeah. But that's what's going on in that initial stage. You know, it just, you know, you all just all up on each other all the time. Can't get enough of each other, you know, stuff that annoys you, you know, 10 years from that point, won't even ignore you then. You'll think it's cute. Oh, he's so cute. How you do that? You know, in reality, it ain't cute. It's going to get on your nerves, and, you know, <laughs> when y'all start living together in five years down the road. But, yeah, but that, that hormone is flooding uh, your system and pretty much jading everything that you see about, well, not everything, but most, most things you see. So your actual view of them is not even a accurate picture they're seeing through a filter yeah it's not the unfiltered view and i think i want to add on to that and i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people said you know we first got married or we was dating everything was great and then several years from now we can't stand each other <laughs> you know and i'm not saying that's the main reason but that is some portion some portion of it because people were looking through filtered lens you said they was high on their emotions or that hormone whatever was going on yeah. and they didn't really see with eyes of reality so yeah and it's I don't know, you, you hear this thing where a lot of men and women, and you know, they're different complaints, but a lot of women say, well, he don't do everything uh, he did when we first got together. Like, he used to get me flowers every Tuesday, and he used to, you know, they're like listing these things that their then boyfriend did that just can't be sustained and I'll just you know kind of you know um, go more in detail okay so when we first got together 
every weekend we spent the almost the entire weekend together, and we we neglected, you know, pretty much re real life was neglected, and we were just so consumed with one another. I spent, you know, I probably spent every weekend about two hundred bucks on her alone. To right? clarify, we weren't spending a night together, or anything like that. No, 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 no. You pick me up, <laughs> drop yeah, me off yeah. home. I'll, I'll pick her up. You know, in the morning, ten in the morning, and drop off at you know, eleven thirty, something like at night. We just, we spent a whole day together. But yeah, you spent about two hundred bucks. Each I spent two hundred bucks every weekend on her, um, and our lives was consumed with each other. And that's just like when you see these reality TV shows when when some married couple, you know, they stand in this resort, this five star resort. And they got all these servants and maids and, and everything's prepared, you know, eloquently for them. And it's just an immaculate, you know, stay. And, you know, they're trying to work through their problems and whatever reality, reality TV show, right? You know, so-and-so, you know, fill in the blank, fix my marriage or whatever. So they're living in this fantasy world where they don't have to go to work and deal with uh, big Bertha with the stinking breath with the cubicle <laughs> next to you and your your dusty boss who be down your neck all the time and you got this deadline. You know, he's like they don't have to deal with real life. <laughs> real stressors are just non-existent. And so they like, man, I, you know, our relationship is great. Like, it's just, man, what were we doing before? Like, and then they leave the show, they fly, they get on that plane and they land back wherever they from, Denver, New York, Chicago, Nashville, ATL, what's the A-Town? Your uh, east side, straight from the deck. Decatur. Anyway, but so they get back to their their normal life, which is re their real life, and they got to deal with all of these external and internal stressors that they didn't have on this little fantasy island when it was on their re reality TV show. And so you can't expect, like, you know, just advice for women. Like, you can't expect your husband to do all those same things that he was doing when y'all were dating, when y'all weren't living together, when, uh, you know, he he was, you know, quote-unquote, you know, had his little bachelor pad and you had your little cute little apartment with your roommate and y'all were so consumed with each other. You just think about all the things that you neglected early in your relationship and... You know, because your attention was on your, your partner so much. And that's unsustainable. Like, I just think now, if I did all of that stuff that I did for you um, in the beginning, if I did all that stuff now, <sighs> I, I would be drained. Like, I have to, I got to have time to myself. I'm an introvert. I got to have time to myself. I got to have time for my kids. I got to have time for my creative outlets. I have, I have to work, you know, uh, 30, 40 hours a week. You know, sometimes more. Um, I have, you know, and you have work that you have to do. You, we have so we got we got to take care of kids. We got to cook dinner. Like you, we can't do all this stuff. I get home, and it's eight thirty at night, and I'm tired, and she's tired, right? I mean, yeah, you tired, right? Yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> we both we can't like five days a week. I can't pamper you. I can't get I can't get home and sweep you off your feet and and freestyle this poetry off the top of my head, telling you <laughs> how fantastically wonderful you are and how your eyes are like 
you know, moans and how your curves are like the curves of the sea and all this stuff. I mean, that's cool, right? But, I thought you know, it would be wonderful. I, I mean, I'm tired. I want to eat. And, you know, it's, it's just unsustainable. And you can't just be, you know, uh, pampering me like seven days a week. Like, baby, let me give you a massage seven days a week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. We, we, it's, it's unrealistic for a husband to expect that type of uh, attention and involvement from his wife and vice versa. Absolutely. You know, you know, it just it's not the real world. Now, not saying that you you lose that and you you lose love and your relationship is horrible at that point. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is those things that um, that infatuation stage has to subside. And you have to focus on what's going to build your marriage. Because once once all the butterflies are gone in your stomach, what you're left with in your relationship is really what what you have in your relationship. So when all this stuff is gone, you see what your relationship is truly built off of. Ooh. The foundation of your relationship will be revealed. Every crack in your armor will be revealed after the honeymoon stage is gone. And then you realize, man, we don't even like each other. We never really got to know each other, you know? I totally agree. And... Even if so, even if someone does do all these things for years, like you said, not only will you get burned out, but on the flip side, the other person is not going to be special to them anymore. Yeah. It's not going to even probably bring as much satisfaction anymore because they're so used to having it that they don't really value it anymore. So like you said, you have to begin to see beyond the stage of infatuation to actually be able to keep and sustain a long-lasting marriage. Yeah. Can I read what a marriage is? Yeah. I want to look up. So... Marriage is, and there's many definitions of a marriage. Marriage is, a, according to some definition I look up online, a formal union and social and legal contract between the two individuals that unite their lives legally, economically, and emotionally. In my words, <laughs> to make it simple, marriage is two lives becoming one in everything. Okay? The issue that we have now is a lot of people have Marriages has been undervalued. Our society, our culture, yeah. we have desensitized or we have stripped away the beauty of what marriage really is and the seriousness of what marriage is. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> um, because of that, a lot of people are, are entering into this covenant together and they don't even really understand what they're doing. Yeah. Pretty much they're saying, they're not saying I married to death do a part, to, to, to death do a part or whatever. They're just pretty much saying, I marry you as long as things are going good, mm. we can stay together. Yeah. You got something to add on to that? Yeah, that's, I mean, you can, <laughs> I just think think about the years of our marriage. Like I said, we've been married for 18 years, right? So <clears throat> the majority of our marriage, I've been a breadwinner, and um, Tisha's either didn't work at all or she worked a part-time job for the majority of our marriage. Right, that's true. But there have been seasons when... I didn't have a job, or my my job was not was not paying well, um, and we struggled financially. Um, there's been seasons where I I think I was unemployed one time for like a year, or almost a year. Yeah. And um, and it wasn't that I wanted to look for a job. I was you know looking like crazy, and I mean I would go to some of these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hold on, wait. Who you hire over me? Because the people I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Look at my resume. 
anyway, um, what I was saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so it's it's been times when, um, when I wasn't working or I wasn't pulling in as much money, um, as I had been in the past, and financial burden is one of the top three things that you know in leading divorce or in divorce. And if our marriage wasn't solid, like a lot of women would have left during that year. Oh, you <laughs> you can't get no job? I'm out. You know, what about through sickness and health? What about, you know, good times and bad times? What about being my ride or die? Right. Um, now, if I was just being lazy the whole 18 years of marriage, that's a different story. Um, we got to work through some things. But, exactly. Because that's not going to cut it, bro. But, um, <laughs> but and that's why I'm grateful for you because a lot of, um, are you, I won't, I won't even say what a lot of women would have done, you know, because a lot of women do stay by their man, but some don't, but it, those other women don't matter. What matters is you got out there and got a job. And, it's e and for y'all don't know, it's easy for her to get a job, well, a lot easier than for her to get a job than me. By far. She's a cute female and, you know, um, it is what it is, right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um. And she, I mean, she, of course, she's she's charming, she's charismatic, blah blah blah, right? Both of us interview very well, um, uh, but she's cute, you know. It is what it is. So. <laughs> hey. um, but um, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so during those times, she said, "All right, baby, I'm gonna hold it down," and she went out. And she got a job. Got a job, I and mean, she was the main source of income. In total, she's probably been the main source of income for about maybe close to two years of our marriage, right? Yeah, I would say that. Um, and I've probably been the only source of income or the main source of income um, for maybe, you know, 10 years. And then we have the rest with both of us just, you know, um, putting in work, you know, grinding, trying to, you know, make ends meet, make a living. And we've had times where, where you know, we were doing really well financially mm -hmm. to where, you know, we was giving money to family and friends, and I asked for, you know, with no loan. Like, here, here you go, man. Take it, 600 bucks, man. Don't even pay it back. You good. Um, to where, you know, we had to penny pinch, you know. So, anyway, long short, short, because you stayed um, and you held it down in those difficult times, that really showed that our marriage was built and based off of something that was much greater um, that's something that is tangible. I totally agree. And I I don't even know what to say after what you just said. I mean, that was, <laughs> hey, that was a mouthful. And that's something to, um, to think on, really. But seriously, we do have to make sure that we do, when we go to a marriage, we have a certain mindset. And we understand really what it is because, I mean, uh, we're going to tell a lot more of our story in episodes to come. But, you know, when Rob and I first got married or before we even got married we picture getting married we never thought we'll go through some of the things that we went through yeah. we never thought that we would have a child that's disabled that has all these medical special needs yeah you know we never thought we'll go through some of these financial hardships he was in the air force when we first got married so if our stuff was based on something shallow or not a great foundation we would have cracked a loose and, and fell apart yeah. i imagine we'll fell apart when all these obstacles came through so yeah, and a lot of it just boils down to um, fantasy versus reality. And and, and just to clarify, you know, like we still 
we still do, you know, uh, sweet things for each other, right? We, we still um, show affection. We still, you know, spend a romantic time together. Like, those things are very real. But the things that we have built in our marriage as opposed to the honeymoon stage or the honeymoon phase are things that will last a lifetime. And and it, it, it's now this is the thing when you're in that honeymoon stage, most of the time and most people aren't even showing their full selves. Like they they're projecting the best version of themselves a lot nailed of times. It, you nailed it. Or they're hiding this little thing or that little thing. You know you know uh, you know they may be hiding their temper. Like you know, yeah, I, I seen them get mad. Or yeah, she got a little temper, but you know she a little feisty. No no no, they've been they've been dialing that thing back. But once their honeymoon phase is over, they don't feel like they have to uh, pretend anymore or they can be at least I'm going I'm to be <laughs> I'm going to be all me. I'm going to be the 100 percent uncut, you know, <laughs> and sometimes people get together and they like, whoa, whoa, you you almost like night and day. And really, they're not like night and, night and day. They're just a um, they're just being authentic. And when you're when you're married or you're out of that stage, that uh, honeymoon stage, if you don't know how to do things like resolve conflict or not push each other's buttons on purpose or learn each other's um, sensitivities and how to navigate those sensitivities um, in conversation, and even in, in life, if you don't learn all those subtle nuances about your partner and you don't meld together as one, then your marriage is going to be extremely tough and you're going to have a what I call an average marriage to where, you know, you have, uh, listen, we don't, and I'm not saying we don't have disagreements. We have disagreements, right? We talk things out. But. Now, the, our first two years of marriage, man, them things was not great. <laughs> they were average, but um, so I won't even count those. But 16 years, um, even, in, even in those early two years, certain things we never done each other. My wife has never uh, got in my face with her finger yelling at me at the top of her lungs. She, she's never put her hands on me. She's never, you know, struck me. She's never threw a frying pan or anything at me. <laughs> She's never disrespected me as a man, and I've never, I've never done those things to her as well. Like it's certain lines that we just, we was like, we're not gonna cross. Period. You know. Um, so that being said, outside of those things, the state of our marriage now and the last under a little bit under a score, right? Our marriage is a solid marriage that is full of patience with each other. It's full of kindness and it's full of realness. We are 100% real with each other, but we watch how we say things to each other. Just because I'm feeling like Curtis is being a jerk don't mean I need to just um, disrespect her when I bring that concern to her, you know, <laughs> and vice versa, you know. So, yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with all that you said. And I just want to say one of the things, like, I just want to go back to a little bit really fast when we were talking about how if our stuff is based on certain things like financial 
stuff and then that those couple of years when I had to hold it down, you know, it just wouldn't have went well. But I just want to say one of the things that draw me to Rob when I first started dating him was that I saw how much of a hard worker that he was and not because I cared about, oh, I want to make money. I want to be able to get money from him. I saw how much he he worked and how, how he took care of his mom and his sister and how important it was to help provide. So certain qualities I already, I already knew that was in him from when we first started talking. So I knew that my husband wasn't just sitting around trying to get a job just because he was lazy. So, uh, you know, I know it was a little side note, but I just want to add that. <laughs> I think we, we, have to, we have to really get back to the place where people got to understand what marriage is. Marriage is sacred. Yeah. Marriage is beautiful. Marriage is holy. Marriage takes lots of work, compromise, sacrifice, good communication. Uh, did I say selflessness? Loyalty, unconditional love, grace, forgiveness. Those are some of the things that marriage requires in order to have a great marriage. And it's a beautiful thing. And we have to, got to stop looking at how Hollywood say what marriage is, how Atlanta Housewives and some of these other reality shows and, and movies portray what marriage is. Your marriage doesn't have to be that way. So I don't know if you want to pick, uh, say anything off of what I'm just. Yeah, no, that's, that's you know, that's kind of exactly what I was thinking. Um, the portrayal of marriage in mainstream media promotes a lot of unhealthy and unrealistic um, ideals. And real marriage requires forgiveness and patience and grace much more than it requires cool, hot, romantic dates that we just went to a cheesecake factory and we was all G'd up from the feet up, suited and booted, and we came home and then we bust in the door and you know, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I picked you up and put you on the, the dinner table and threw all the uh, good china oh, off, Lord. you know, and ripped the tablecloth <laughs> off. We just couldn't even wait until, you know, like, come on, man. Like, I, I got my uh, my foot closed the door because, you know, I couldn't, you know, pull myself away from you. So I had to close it with my foot. And, you know, we just like, come on, man. Like, not a lot of saying, you know, you don't have those times where uh, really – uh, passionate and intense physical intimacy, you know, right? But come on, man, that ain't that ain't every day, man. You know, it's listen. Most time, my wife is around the house in a scarf, and you know, and I'm in the, in a house in some kind of uh, t-shirt with a that's, that look like it, it's from like the 1700s. <laughs> And we're not looking our best all the time, but we still love each other in the midst of that. And we still know what we have. So honeymoon stage versus marriage is this. It is uh, the expectations of a marriage or a relationship being something that is not sustainable because it will literally drain you um, because you're pouring all of your 100% of your energy into the other person, and that you cannot do that. You gotta, you gotta take time for yourself. In real marriage, you gotta take time for yourself. You have to uh, worry about your goals and your dreams as a couple and individually. Like you don't have all of the energy to pour out on that other person for 15, 16, 20, 30, 40 years. Now, in the beginning, you can. It's all about the other person, and you neglect so much, but. A marriage that is sustainable is full of forgiveness and it's full of grace and it's full of patience 
and it's full of adjusting to one another. And it's full of showing gratitude for what you have in the other person and not pointing out the flaws all the time. Although there are times when you will do that, but it's about appreciating what you do have in them and what they do bring to the table, you know? That's well said. And in future episodes, we'll talk about qualifications or qualities looking to to pick yeah. a good spouse. But that's why even from the beginning, before you even enter the marriage stage, the dating stage of being serious, you look at these different, you look at this person because like certain things, I've become a better woman, babe, you helped me to become a better woman and wife just by how you are and how you have challenged me and how you have encouraged me. And so a sustainable, a strong marriage, you're both going to help bring the best out of each other yeah. long term. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important, even how you pick from the beginning. And some things that are valuable as a boyfriend or a girlfriend are not valuable as a husband and a wife. Absolutely. But yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that stuff later on. Just stick with us. Like I said, we'll get the mic microphone situation uh, straightened out and the, the, the audio quality would definitely have a vast improvement. And we have a lot of topics that we're going to hit on. We're going to do Q&As. We're going to, you know, any other topics that you want us to hear. And oh yeah, yeah. Um, hit us up the email for us is unfiltered matrimony at gmail.com yeah at gmail so unfiltered matrimony at gmail.com yeah. so you can start right now you know probably do the q a episode maybe like episode five or something so um you can start shooting questions right now that you want to know but we're going to cover a plethora of topics, almost any to every topic under the sun when it comes to relationships. And not just for married people, but for single people, too, because a lot of y'all don't know how to pick no man or no woman. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and a lot of y'all do, you know. Um, but a lot of y'all haven't realized the value of, um, of working on yourself as well as being by yourself and accepting that that's okay to not be in a relationship just as soon as you got out of one relationship so absolutely um anyway hey it was fun hanging out with y'all and check us out on future episodes thank y'all so much for joining us be sure to share this podcast with others tell others whether they're single whether they're married you know it doesn't matter share the podcast uh, subscribe to us follow us on all different platforms it's probably gonna a little bit be a little bit before on apple but we're working on that as well and once again if i have any questions Contact us at unfilteredmatrimony at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.